Welcome to Sound Off Queen, a podcast about life, love, and empowerment. We're your hosts, Jamie, Jenny, and Courtney. Are you ready, Queens? Let's do this. Listen in. Period. Let's sound off. Hello. How are you, Jenny? Hi, Courtney. Hey, how are y'all? I'm good. So welcome back to season two of Sound Off Queen. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to our personal Queen Collective. Before we go any further, I think we need to do a reintroduction. So which one of my queens want to go first? I'll go. Oh, okay. <laughs> my name is Courtney and I'm a Gemini. And what else do I want to say about myself? I'm just fabulous and great. So follow just for that reason. Oh, right. <laughs> I know that's I right. <laughs> All right, queens, this is Jenny. I am a mom of two boys and I am married to my wonderful husband of almost 10 years. And a few of my hobbies are singing, shopping, and dancing. Okay, well, I am Jamie. Uh, I am a Pisces. Um, You know what my passions are? I like to decorate. I am an amateur interior decorator designer that hope to, I hope to make this something that I can share with the public one day and very soon. Look, you learn something new every day. I did not know that you were an interior decorator. I might have to put you on my payroll. Oh, right. I'm I'm, I'm here for you. (laughs) All right, Queens. So now that you've gotten the reintroduction of us, grab your tea, wine, or whatever it is that you fancy and join us as we sound off, Queens. Finally, we are back. Season two, Queens, we are here. Are you guys excited about this new season? Yeah. I am. New year, new beginning. Yeah, new year, definitely. And we've got a lot to say, so let's get started. <laughs> a lot. We'd like to call this part of the episode Motivational Moment with Jamie. Hello, Queens. This is Jamie with a Motivational Moment. Have you ever heard the saying, love the skin you're in? Isn't that the truth? Mm, no, let's be real. That's actually fact. Well, guess what? No one gets to pick their height, their size, their facial structure. And we all know there's something that we all would like to change. But instead, let's embrace the skin we're in because it's fabulous and so are you. And that's Jamie's motivational moment. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You know, we have to love. We can't. There's nothing we can do about. We don't get to sign. We don't get a, a questionnaire and says, you want brown eyes. Black eyes. I want to be five seven, five eight. So we have to embrace what we have and small, enjoy it. Small feet. Oh yeah, small feet. <laughs> large, large feet. <laughs> yeah, depending on who you are, you're right. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know that's a good one, Jamie. Thank I you. I think that as we have gone through the pandemic and more, we have started to become more comfortable with accepting and being who we are I'm hoping um so that is an important motivational moment so thanks for sharing that with us you're welcome all right so I have a question for you guys all right what's up I was doing some research and I came across two words that I want to share with y'all and let me know if you've ever heard it before because when I was researching I was like what Mm -mm, never heard that before the first word I found is intersectionality. This word Hmm. has actually been termed by Kimberlé Crenshaw. Have you guys ever heard of that word before? Uh, I can't say I have. 
Yeah. All right. So this particular word actually is defined as the oppression of Black women. Mm-hmm. Now, as time has progressed, there's a new term that has come taken over. It's called massagen noir. And this term was coined by Moya Bailey. And it is officially defined as the specific hatred, dislike, distrust, and prejudice towards Black women. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's deep. Thanks for sharing, um, Jenny. Now, I know y'all like, Jenny, what, why are you telling us all this? You, you <laughs> trying to take it deep, like for the first episode, that's where you going today? Yes, that's where we're going. And also, I found a clip from Taraji P. Henson, who decided that in 2021, that she no longer wanted to be identified as a strong Black woman. So I'm going to play the clip, and then we'll talk about it. All right. Love with my Blackness. You know, I became quite militant. And the term that was going around was strong Black woman. And we was pumping out this in the air, strong Black woman. Strong Black, yes, I'm a strong Black woman. I don't need no man. Then I got older, <laughs> and I had a child, and life started happening. And I realized I wasn't this strong black woman that I kept pumping my fist. And then I started thinking about it, and I was like, wow, that's a, that's a stereotype. Because to call us strong black woman is to dehumanize us, actually. Because what it's saying is that, oh, she's strong, she can handle that. Oh, she got raped. Oh, but she's strong. Look how she came out of that. You know, her kid got killed last night, but that's a strong black woman. It dehumanizes us. It makes us superhuman. Remember that term, tossed around? So she went on to talk a little bit more about, you know, this strong black woman term and how it goes on to dehumanize us and things of that nature. And if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, it's actually a clip via Essence where she goes again more into detail and talks a little bit more about that. So now that you guys heard the clip, what do you think about all these things that I have thrown your way? Massage noir, intersectionality, and now we don't want to be called strong black woman anymore. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I understand what she's saying, but you know, I never thought of it that way Uh until, you know, because we do, did we want to become strong black women or was it handed to us by the past and experiences that were handed to us in a sense? Um, if you look back at examples, even with slavery, you look at the women, they had to go out in the field, same as the men. Uh-huh. come home, take care of the children. We had to bear children as we always do and carry on. We couldn't show any vulnerability because that was considered weak. True. So I think over years of experience and situations that we, we built this walled up, not, not to show weakness. I think that's where it comes from that people just want to interpret it, but that doesn't mean that we need to suffer. Right. That's the difference. Yeah. You bring up a good point there, Jamie. Courtney, how about you? What do you think about this? Yeah, I guess when you talk about the terms intersectionality and misogynoir, and then Taraji saying that the phrase strong Black women is a stereotype, for me, it kind of, it makes sense that she considers that a stereotype. And it kind of goes with some of the other stereotypes that Black women have placed on them, um, whether that we're angry, maybe we're loud. Mm. Things that 
are said about black women in general that oftentimes aren't true or mm-hmm. if they are true they're justified mm-hmm. and so I guess I agree with what she's saying and I never I never thought of it that way either like the term strong black woman being a bad thing but when she breaks it down that it dehumanizes us that it makes us not it makes people not think that we suffer through pain mm-hmm. like everyone else does right um it's definitely something that I would definitely want to stop using that term too so I'm gonna agree with Taraji, I'm gonna stop using the term too. Like, yeah, it's that I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, I can be immortal. Right, right. Like we're yeah. immortal. immortal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, because I'm a black woman, I'm a black woman, and I love black women, and I think that there is a strength in black women. Mm-hmm. But I don't want people to think that our strength means that we don't suffer, that we're right. that we That's are true. immortal, that we don't have the same human emotions and feelings and pains and joys that other groups of people have because we do absolutely and I think for me like I would like to say that at some point in my life I actually was where Taraji was and I consider myself a strong black woman because I came from a strong black woman and what I mean by that is my mother was a single mother and so you know she was mother father everything to me And she didn't have the time to basically, you know, show any vulnerability or sign of weakness because here she had a weenie beady baby counting on her to make sure that survival was happening for us. So, you know, being raised under a household where you have a single mother, I think it wasn't like she preached to me, you know, you don't need a man or you don't need this and this, but she always exuded strength. You know what I mean? I'd never saw my mother cry in certain situations, or if she did cry, you know, she would do that in private. You know, I would never see the emotional or the weaker side of her, but is that something that is the best to show your children? Because that's a stigma and that's a stereotype. And that's actually just something that is so heavy and the pressure of that, you know, just being on your shoulder that you don't have to show your human side. That's a big responsibility and a big thing to take on as a Black woman, as we don't already have enough of the world on our shoulders. You know what I mean? So I definitely agree with both of you, the comments that were made. Um, you know, it's starting predating back to slavery and, you know, just the fact that we are people too, and we do this, the same emotions, mm-hmm. blood and everything that you guys have, we have it too. So, yeah. 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 And when you think about the slavery times and when black people were enslaved, I think that it's important to realize that black women were forced into these situations where mm-hmm the men were being sold off and taken from the homes. They were forced to, like you said, work and take care of children without the help of their partners Mm -hmm. um, at that time. And then that started then, but it trickles down to what we still go through now. So it's like, I don't think we ever wanted to be strong necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at other races of people, it's always the man is the strong one. The woman is the damsel in distress, you know, things of that nature. And I think that that option was taken away from us. And the fact that we were resilient and we bounced back and that we worked through it doesn't mean that we should be looked at as though we don't need our partners, that we Mm -hmm. don't need 
help from others, that we don't need community friendships, all of the things that other people have and thrive off of. Um, we have and thrive off of those things too, and we need them and we deserve them as well. True. That's and I true. think the other thing too, is that we have a voice, you know, mm-hmm. and just because of the fact that we may come off, as they say, as angry, sometimes think about the place in which the message is coming from, because it may Mm -hmm. not necessarily be a place of anger. It could Mm -hmm. be a place of passion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's always ways, I think, again, if it's coming off a way to you, instead of kind of, you know, labeling it or stereotyping it, have a conversation about it. You know, um, you see these companies now that they're pushing DEI and things of that nature. This is the absolute best time to find out stories of African-American women in your companies or, you know, just about them so that you can understand the plight because we very much so have a plight in which we have gone through, you know, and it's just wise and beneficial that we learn about each other, period, point blank. I just think it's strange or, well, enlightening that that this had to be a conversation that we had to, we always constantly have to prove who we are, Mm. that we're always put together instead of looked at as individuals, Mm. right? We, here Mm -hmm. we are three black women, Mm -hmm. right? But our experiences have dictated different things in our lives. True. We're not the same, Right. right? So do we have to defend all the time? Do we have to say what we're worth? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the problem. People True. just, it's, are you, a society, I guess, wants to, is comfortable to look at us a certain way and let the stereotypes be, but that's, we could say that for our whole culture. That's true. You know, yeah. Right. And we just happen to be the women in it. And there are some things, I guess, we can own. Mm-hmm. Don't you think sometimes slightly? Some things, I don't know, I don't know. Call like, what do you mean? Give me an wanna, example. Well, that's why I want to say we're individual people. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at one and say, that's all of us. Oh, yeah. Different. yeah. That, sure. in that sense, right. So the problem with society is just, they just have this concentration of negative stereotypes with us. True. They do. Right? Yeah. And, then, and we should, I don't know, just like to see as a race, see us as dynamic people mm-hmm. and individualized. Mm-hmm. I I mean, there are people who, and I've had this experience myself, there are people who you can show them, I'm not a stereotype, right? You can say, I've had people say, oh, you speak so well, you're so articulate. But they're saying that like, oh, I'm different from other people. And it's just like, I'm sitting here showing you that we're not, that, Mm -hmm. that Black people aren't stereotypes but you want to individualize just me instead Uh of opening up your mind and saying oh all black people have different dialects all black people have you know different things about them so but instead of doing that you say oh this black this one black person she's different than the rest (laughs) which I mean and I'm sure that that's something like y'all may have experienced as well where sometimes it's just like some certain people don't want to break out of their negative mindset Mm -hmm. Um, so that can be difficult to get over to like where people no matter how much you try to educate them or show them different sides 
that they don't want you know they think everybody listens to hip-hop and I do <laughs> so I wouldn't help you I wouldn't I wouldn't help you get out of that stereotype but you know there are people who don't there are people who love rock music mm-hmm. and classical music True. And, but there's those there's that stereotype that we're just all the same true that, that all we do is listen to that kill kill murder murder music and, and yeah, you're right but and I think it's, it's oh, I, think, I just think that's just again society's way of being comfortable mm-hmm. and it and not coming to grips that they're really there's an inferiority Mm-hmm. against us mm-hmm. that if you can play with our minds that and make us feel a certain way then maybe we've we've owned it you know what i'm saying yeah true it really true. is true we keep we keep doing the same things over again because they keep positioning or when we grew up you know you only saw certain people on tv for commercial mm-hmm. right so we started mimicking or i don't know if it's called brainwashing you know subliminally we're just conditioned in a certain way but as people are now realizing that there's a voice where people it's okay to be an individual right you don't have to mimic and I think that's what people the other well society is just uncomfortable with us being as dynamic as we are yeah Mm -hmm. when you guys are speaking you know the one thing or the one woman that is popping in my mind is our first forever lady Miss Michelle Obama. I just remembered the scrutiny that she went through. This woman Mm -hmm. could do no right in the Mm -hmm. public's eye. She was scrutinized for everything, you know, her dress. And she was highly educated. I mean, Mm -hmm. to the highest. She went to an Ivy League school. Yeah. At that point, she was the most educated first lady that the country had ever had. They were intimidated by the by her hips. Yeah, Remember they didn't want her to wear sleeveless arms. shirts. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. And then you know, I hate to to come mm-hmm. and throw in the comparison, but then we had our the next one, the next <laughs> first lady, <laughs> who literally had posed nude <laughs> and was glorified. She was considered beautiful and feminine. And, and all of those things. But I think that that really takes us back to what Taraji is saying. If you have a first lady who is educated, she takes care of herself. That's not beautiful. That's not feminine to certain people. And they would rather have the other um, than what Michelle Obama was giving, which I mean, it was amazing to me. Like, absolutely, that's I mean, that's still my first lady. I don't know about y'all, but you know, but don't you don't you think that's the way they don't want us to have those type of role models if we make all of that? Because guess what, (gasps) we might be inspired. Oh my goodness, you mean I can go to Harvard? Even but you know what, two thousand and eight. You know, we can, but I'm still just saying, yeah. And I think that is. That is the, I don't want to say it's the resolution, but it is a step in the right direction Mm -hmm. for our, our community, for our people, for black women in general. And just the little black girls that are coming up for Mm -hmm. you to have been able to see the first lady Mm -hmm. being looking just like you or your mom, you know, that, and, and not necessarily when she first started, she was, she was, 
she was, you know, she was given true black girl, not just, you know what I mean? So yes, (laughs) I appreciate that because, you know, we want to see ourselves represented in the truest form, you know, because that is where women will continue and young girls will continue to see themselves so that they can continue to flourish. So I think that that is important that people who have platforms where you are visible, that you continue to do, to use that and be your most authentic self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, what's, that's the most important thing It's knowing who you are. And I, I guess in a sense, I, it, although I've said we're individual people, we still know as a culture that mm-hmm. we owe ourselves and our fellow sisters Mm-hmm. A responsibility of carrying ourselves properly. True. Don't fall into misrepresenting yourself. I, I hate to give one example of coming out the house with your satin bonnets on and your slippers. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Okay, mommy. I, I, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm honestly, I mean, and I hope I'm not offending one, but in the same sense, there are certain things that are meant to be worn inside the home. So you let's just. Me. I'm so sorry, but let's just, I mean, I'm just saying, let's keep that in mind again and have an example to our younger Mm -hmm. sisters and queens of how to represent yourself when you come out the house and how to represent yourself in the home as well, you know? I'm I'm sorry, it's a little preachy, but it had to be said. It's a truth though, isn't that truth? I think I, I can't agree to disagree with you on that. Like, I definitely agree that you should definitely represent yourself. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to wear it for me, if you're going to wear the bonnet, you have to at least be dressed. That's the thing. Don't come in with bonnet and then pajamas and then bedroom slippers and think you're going to come out and look like that. You can have a hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because why am I going to get fully, why am I going to get fully dressed and leave my bonnet on? So, okay. I think that the bonnet, the purpose is, is to keep your hair fresh, right? Or to protect it. Or a hat. No, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I don't want to have hat hair and my bonnet keeps my hair fresh. And so where are you going? Where are you going? Fully dressed, looking cute, makeup on. And your bonnet, bonnet on. on. You can't, you're fearful. The airport. Peter Knight, right. The airport. Oh my God. Because Jenny, are you I'm serious? getting on a, yes, because I'm getting on an airplane early morning and you are not going to see me conversing with anyone on the airplane except for my pillow. And I don't want to mm-hmm. have to go and put on and take off and do all of that. So I keep my bonnet on because most times I am traveling very early in the morning. That's the only um, thing I say. Okay, we're not going to continue this conversation, but let me just add this one point, Jenny. There's something called a scarf, which would be a lot more attractive than your sleeping bonnet. Okay. It's called I... a sleep bonnet. Sleeping bonnet. It's okay. meant to be slept in, not to be worn outside the house. Sorry, I think that this is a little off topic. Here we go. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay coming back to, I just had, I just want to give that part out. But I love yourselves, but just some things that we do as a culture need to make sure that we just represent ourselves, represent your best self. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I and mean, there's I no disappointment that. in that. And there's no disappointment in that. I can yeah, I understand that. that. And while I do tend to agree with you for the most part, Jamie, the thing that I want to say about that, though, is that 
I feel, especially when we're talking about Black women, that a lot of not representing yourself well, maybe even considered ghetto when they're used majority by Black women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that if we're talking about presenting yourself a certain way, there's this whole, um, I don't want to like talk specifically about white women, but you know, the whole messy bun thing that came from, this is how they throw their hair up real quick when they're about to go to bed. And then they come out the house and they wear that. And now that's a trend. Oh, it's cute to have your messy bun. A lot of times things that black women do are just looks down upon so hard Mm. and it's not fair and it's not, it's not right. And then the, the biggest problem with me though, is, is that in my opinion, if Kim Kardashian started wearing bonnets, people would have mm. no problems with it. People would. would have no problems with it. I still would have it. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I think it's offensive. And I think anything that's considered home lounge wear, if I mm-hmm. saw some of my counterparts, when I do see counterparts out and about in their lounging pants and such, I'm also judging them. Right. Well, I get that. I get (laughs) get what you're saying, but I'm talking about society as a whole. I think that there is a tendency to demonize things that Black women do. And then when it becomes part of pop culture, when white people start doing it, then it's fabulous. Then this is so chic. This is so different. Oh, look at how she's protecting her hair while she's in the airport. Then it becomes like, it's innovative. Oh my God, like look at this thing that she wears so that her hair looks nice when she gets off the plane. But when a black woman does it, it's like, girl, why are you outside with your bonnet on? But wait a minute, who's who's making the judgment? Isn't us? Isn't us as black people making the judgment? It's everybody. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. It's everybody. People understand. Well, think about other people don't understand what's the purpose of the bonnet. So how will they make a judgment? It is us. They've they've judged it and decided that it's yeah. They've judged it and decided that it's ghetto. Yes, they have. I, I the reason I, I say that, say that. I've oh, they, they, say there that. was actually a news thing about it where a mother came, but it, like I said, it was the whole get up from head to toe. And they basically sent out a message saying that that is not appropriate for you to come into the school looking like that and that you needed to change that attire. And so it was a thing. And this, this was on national news. So we could argue the point or discuss the point, what Courtney mentioned earlier, I think, off, camp, off recording about the standard word. Standard. Says the standard. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. But I'm sorry. The bonnet's not going to work for me. So okay, Monique. Bonnet or slippers. Okay, hey, Monique. I, I understand you, and I think that you're entitled to your opinion. opinion. Yeah, otherwise, I understand what you're saying. That mm-hmm. if, what's the woman's name? Ooh. Which one? Ooh. I can't think of her name. Kim Kardashian? No, not her. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, okay. She, she has goops. that website where she's always talking about these new things that are new and cool. Her goops. Yes, her Goop. That's her website. I'm yeah. telling you, mm-hmm. if she started selling bonnets on Goop, I'm no. And they're I'm gonna be, you. and they're gonna be thousand dollar bonnets. No, no. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm yeah, I, I understand what you say. I understand what you, I, I do agree with. We do see how we are replicated and duplicated without yes. what acknowledgement. Yes. Oh, I agree. And with that you. happens a lot. That happens. But I'm still lot. gonna have the same because I've seen, I've seen counterparts come out with rollers oh. and bonnets on, and it's still not acceptable. You're supposed to be a you're supposed to be properly dressed when you exit the home. I'm sorry, old school or not? Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess the point that I'm making is that not just with bonnets 
But with a lot of things that have happened in our past, we can talk about the way women wear their nails now. We can talk oh, yes. about duplicating um, that. people wearing cornrows. We can talk oh, about- box, No, boxing braids is what they call yes. them now. Yeah, yeah, we can talk to make about, it comfortable for them. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can talk about rap music. There are so many instances that we can point to that was done by Black people first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then white people come along and they do it. They switch the name up of it. They reinvent it a little bit, well, but mainly still- is basically still the core of it is based in Black society, okay. and it becomes mainstream. Stream. And it becomes mainstream. Mm-hmm. One point, yeah. ladies. Let's go here real quick with this one. The black woman's anatomy has always been hey. looked at as what nasty, dirty, lazy. And then this one particular person became so popular based on her derriere that all mm-hmm. of a sudden now mm-hmm. but, uh, buttocks are just like a rave. You know, you have to have <laughs> one, right? Yeah. It was that hypocrisy. Yeah. Again, that we would judge one way, now it's another judgment. So yeah, we can't win. But that's again, black women, what versus society in a sense, right? Yes, it is. But again, the biggest thing that I think we should take away from that is that we should never allow this a person or societal, I guess, stereotypes dull our shine. Because that's one thing I will say about our community is that we will continue to get back up and we will continue to shine and we will continue to to invent and to just make things you know because that's just what we do we're used to that lifestyle you know unfortunately it has some 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 negative things that come along with it but it also makes us who we are as a people so that's it that's so true that's why we're so unique and none of us look the same we're all shapes and sizes tones beautiful tones we are just all kind of hues. I don't know why they even call us black because it's negative, right? We're really people of color. Mm. I like being black. Really mm-hmm. Black with a capital B, that's me. Hey. <laughs> well, only because Webster says, you know, it's always doomed and dreary or some type of negative connotation. So that's why I'm saying. That's yeah. the reason why they call but, us black. <laughs> but you know what, though? We've been programmed to think that black is not negative. beautiful or we've mm-hmm. been programmed to think that black is something negative but mm-hmm. we all know that black is beautiful beautiful fabulous yeah. courtney this brings us to you boo what you got for us okay queens so this year we're introducing a new segment called do better hey all right let's do better so each week we're going to tell you a small way that you can do better for yourself those around you and the world in general so today's do better tip is to show up as your authentic self Hmm. so many of us go into the world with the mask on to be who others want us to be Mm -hmm. the only way that a queen can reach her highest potential is to be genuine and authentic Like we talked about today, being a Black woman in society is hard, but it's time for you to let go of the perception of what a Black woman is supposed to be and become the person you want to be. That means speaking your opinions honestly, making decisions that align with your values and beliefs, 
pursuing your passions, and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and open-hearted. Let us know how you showed up as your authentic self this week by tagging us on social media at SoundOffQueen and using the hashtag do better. Do better. <laughs> All right. Hey, Court, that what a way to, to awesome, end us. Awesome. Do better. Well, thank you, Queens, for joining us for another episode of Sound Off Queen. And we look forward to talking with you guys soon. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.